Hi friend, I'm Stephanie Weitrup and you're listening to Be Fearlessly Authentic. This is a podcast for all aspects of life, faith, and purpose, grounded in the hope of the word of life itself. We're going to get real because life is messy, but it's also really meaningful. I'm so glad you're along for the ride. Hey friends, welcome to episode three of the Be Fearlessly Authentic podcast. This is actually episode two in our Flip the Script series, and today we're talking about social media. I know some of you are on the extreme where you're done with social media. Far too much negativity, way too many opinions, Um, but today we're flipping that script and looking at the positive side and how it can actually be a great gift and a tool Um, to use to just bring light into some of those conversations that need a little more hope. I am so excited for this episode because I am now bringing in guests to the show. So I have a great conversation for you today with my friend Andrea, all about social media, the good, the bad, the ugly. And it's a little bit longer than I intended, but it was such a good conversation. So we're just going to jump right into that today. And then after the conversation, you'll hear the blog post if you didn't get a chance to read it. I so hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. All right, so this is super exciting to have a guest with me on the podcast. And um, I am here with Andrea Watson. She is a student director and kids camp director at Soul City Church in Chicago, which we were basically just saying Chicago is just its own state, basically. (laughs) It's just Chicago. You don't need to know what state it's in. Chicago is its own entity. Yeah. What is it people call it? Is it Chi-Town? Is that not a thing? Oh, Chi-Town. Chi-Town. See, I'm not a Chicagoian, whatever you call yourselves. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I am only a Chicagoan as of one year on Saturday. Yes. One year. Wow. That, that's crazy. But I know Andrea from Bayside Church, which is where I currently um, attend and work and live my life basically. So that was, yeah, gosh, I don't even know when we met actually. Like 20, the end, no, 2013 years. The years blur together, man. (laughs) We met, oh my gosh, that's a really long time ago, Stephanie. It feels like just yesterday, though. (laughs) Yeah, the good old time, good old days, pre-COVID. Oh, man. So, okay, so share like three fun facts about yourself that maybe most people wouldn't know. Oh, three fun facts about myself. Um, Okay, I, um, I love to read. I'm an avid reader. Um, and part of it is, is I'm a four in the Enneagram. That might be my other fun fact. Um, and I just, I love fantasy worlds. So whether it's books, movies, TV, I love just literally falling into a story. Um, and so, yeah, I, but I constantly create these lists of like, I'm going to read 50 books in a year. Oh man. That last year, I didn't make it to 25. (laughs) This year, I'm definitely going to do it thanks to COVID though. Um, And then another fun fact about me is I have lived in like 
five or six different states and people are always like, wait, how old are you? Um, because even just yesterday, one of my high school students, God bless him, asked me if I was 21 years old. Oh. And I was like, no, add a decade. Um, so <laughs> that's fun. And yeah, I grew up on a sheep farm. So. Oh, I love that. That's always that's my fun. Always. Time. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So I don't think I knew that you love to read. Oh, I do. I really do. Are and, you a five wing? Uh, I am. I'm a strong three wing. Like I could. That's what I thought. Um, but I, I think I say that I'm like deep in the four. So like I have, like I can reach to both wings because yeah. oh, like I'm a hardcore investigator as well. Like I like knowledge, um, yeah. at least so that I can have a hardcore conversation, um, with someone and be correct and be like, no, yeah. I'm <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, what is your favorite like fantasy or non-realistic book? Yeah. Oh, well, hands down Harry Potter. Like I grew up with Harry Potter. Yeah. You know, it's almost September 1st. I almost always watch Harry Potter on September 1st or like start rereading one of the books around September. Um, but then I also, um, this is my like girliness. This isn't fantasy fantasy, but I love Francine Rivers. Uh, oh, yeah. She is one of my favorite Christian authors um, mm-hmm. that writes novels because ew, this might see we're unfiltered here. Um, I don't really <laughs> love a lot of Christian art because they always put Christian in front of it and that just mm-hmm. waters it down. And like, even though as Christians, we tap into like creator God and yet I see so much Christian art like without creativity because they instead put it in this like box where it has to be like plain and PG. Yeah. No, that's so true. Oh man. Redeeming love just wrecked me. Like good. And I don't know why I haven't read more of her. Like I really want to read the masterpiece. That one has been, but the book is so fat. (laughs) On my bookshelf. I haven't read it either. Yeah. I'm like someday. They, uh, they just filmed actually right before, uh, COVID hit, they had wrapped, uh, redeeming love. There's a movie coming out. That's exciting. When will we get back to the movies? That is the question. I don't know, but I saw that Mulan is being released on Disney plus. So it looks like their theater releases. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah. I mean, with Hamilton, I don't really need any other movies right now, but how many times have you seen it now? Probably, probably only like three or four times all the way through, but we just will watch little parts here and there while we eat dinner. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I will just turn on the soundtrack every once in a while and I'll be like immersed again. So good. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Okay. So I asked Andrea to be here for this podcast episode specifically because we're talking about social media and Man, I feel like, Andrea, you you and I have had those conversations about social media before and you working with students, like I think you have a really great perspective of what it is, how we can use it. You also are very like aware of the negativities of it. Um, But every time we talk about it, I feel like you just have such a positive way to spin it. And that's what this series is all about, flipping the script and looking at like how can we actually use these negative stories for something positive. Um, so this is going to be such a weird question probably, but like, what's your general experience with social media? Like when you think about it on any given day, how do you feel about it? Oh man. 
That is a great question. And um, I actually prayed right before this. And the thing that I felt God tell me I had to share is I totally feel addicted if I'm super mm-hmm. honest. Um, and, and that's, you know, we're flipping the script, but I'm going to start with like the vulnerable, not pretty part is I totally feel addicted. Um, part of that is I want to escape from living in a world with COVID-19. Um, I also want to escape from just living alone. Like I live in a one bedroom apartment in Chicago by myself right now. Um, and so, yeah, I'm addicted, but I'm also, um, I'm constantly inspired uh, by social media, uh, partly because I feel like with social media and I could be wrong, but I, I genuinely feel like God is constantly inviting me to use my influence and use my platform to, uh, reach out and see how big the world is. And yet at the same time, how small it is, but also I feel inspired and invited to, invite others into the conversation about him or, um, into being seen and known, which is so weird because it's behind a screen. But I mean, as of March, 2020, we now know that we can feel so seen even behind screens. Um, and I think social media actually showed us that pre 2020. Um, but we weren't fully ready to acknowledge that because we still wanted specific generations, especially like those that didn't grow up with social media were like, no, it's bad. And I'm like, but you're addicted to Facebook. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, we all have our social media that we think is good or bad, but, um, yes, I'm addicted and I'm inspired. Oh, that's great. Wow. That's just addicted and inspired. I love that. Um, (laughs) man, it's so true. I mean, the last couple days, actually probably weeks. Okay. Maybe months. Um, I probably have woken up and that has been the first thing. A, because that's where the notifications are, right? And I just, I'm one of those people who has to get the notifications away. (laughs) But the last couple days, I'll I'll open it to clear my notifications and then leave it because I'm like, this cannot be, it can't be the first thing in my brain because then it's the main focus of the day and it's just not the right focus, you know? Totally. Yeah. Um, okay. So obviously we're in COVID. So how you, you kind of shared a little bit about this already, but how has this current climate changed how you view social media and maybe even just the current climate in the sense that like, I don't know, it feels so much more negative than ever before um, just with everything going on. So like, has that impacted your view of social media negatively, positively, somewhere in the, in the middle, mm-hmm. how's it impacted? Um, I think, I mean, this is true of having lived through this pandemic is like in which month <laughs> <It's kind of laughs> <True. laughs> because in June I was overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I was in this spot where I was like, really addicted, but in, in like a different way, because, um, with the publicized video of George Floyd's death and, um, and then the like just movement wave that happened on social media, I felt like I had to be on it constantly because things were happening so fast, but that had already started back in March when things were changing each week. And so it's like, where am I going to get information? And hi, I'm a millennial. Um, I don't 
have cable. And so I get my news from social media generally, um, or I get it from my friends who probably also get it from social media. And so that, but how that has kind of shifted this year, specifically with our political climate, I'm touching on all the things, by the way, (laughs) um, is it has caused me to get really cautious with social media and, um, not who I'm following, but what I am allowing to like actually come into me. Uh, and let me also say, I'm also being very intentional to follow people on both sides, which here's my little platform. I don't like that we have two sides and I don't oh, think that we do. I think that we are on a spectrum, but we are currently in a system that is making us choose a side. And I think that we <laughs> are a larger body church or otherwise Americans that we get to choose a different system. Um, yeah. and that is where I will end that little platform. You can bring me back <laughs> when you want to talk about politics. Um, but yeah, I think here's the other thing is I, as a four, I sit in tensions all the time of like the good and the bad. And so what I have watched of others is other people have now externally ex- Uh, been able to engage with me in the conversation of, man, I need to watch who I'm following, or I need to not just fast the 40 days leading up to Easter from social media, but maybe I need to do this once a week. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yes, these are all good things. Why are you just now having this thought? Yeah. So I feel like the way that it's shifted for me most has honestly been the way that I get to have conversations with others about how they're engaging with social media. Yeah. Yeah. Man, there's been something for me in this season where I, (laughs) this is probably going to sound terrible to a lot of people, but I love the fight that's coming out. Obviously, Mm. it can be so draining and it's very negative, Um, but going in, I love that you said caution, like going into it with that caution of recognizing it's not my source of joy. It's not my source of life. It's not my source of truth. Um, but going into it, knowing that like there is something valuable on the other side and there's a way to stay connected and maybe even connect more with people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really funny. Like I work in women's ministry and so I have been managing like our Facebook group and Instagram and stuff like that. And so obviously we've had more time to connect online. Um, and I have connected with more people in our ministry in the last six months than I ever did before. And, and even like my boss recognizes that. And she's like, she doesn't get it because she's a total extroverted people person who just loves talking to people. But I just, I clam up if I don't know you, you know, like first at first connection, I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Um, And so having that screen has actually been a protector in a way that I'm willing to engage in those conversations obviously you know i have to filter myself and be kind and all that (laughs) but i think that that has been something that um i am like driven to go and look at all of those long comment threads on facebook where people are just all over the map with their opinions and thoughts and feelings and experiences and it's so interesting to me and it actually is like really energizing because I'm like look this conversation is happening you know like who knows if it would have happened at that level before and it may be more eye-opening to anyone 
So yeah. it's been a really interesting season, but it's like a give and take, you know? <laughs> Totally. Well, and I would say for me, I am like your boss who I know and love. <laughs> um, and I am totally an extrovert in a in-person conversation. Mm-hmm. There's no conversation I'm afraid of, um, which is sometimes dangerous. Um, <laughs> but I do find on social media, I am more fearful mm-hmm. uh, because I am such a sensor feeler that when I'm in a crucial, hard conversation, tension filled with another person, I can feel that line. And when I'm going to cross that line, I can't feel that on a screen. And so that makes me feel um, less in control, which is very interesting because for you, it makes you feel more in control. And that I just love that it shows how it shows up for different personalities. Yeah. Yeah. That's super, super important too, to recognize like there is such a value in understanding tone and body language and all of that that is missed which is probably why so many of the conversations turn the way they do on social media but (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. man um okay so you did mention a challenge that you've had like being addicted to social media so either that or something else what has been a challenge that you've had to overcome with social media and how did you go about that yeah um I got two that I feel like I'm supposed to share. One, um, you and I have talked about this, uh, but it is that addiction. Of, uh, and there's so many scientific studies on this, like the dopamine hit that we get from getting likes and getting follows and um, all of that. Like that is very, very real. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have played with myself um, where I have moved the um, Instagram app on my home screen. And at times I will just randomly move it. At other times I will, when I'm feeling like I need a little extra conviction, um, which maybe it's just like guilt and shame, which is dangerous and bad for me as a four, um, is I will put the Bible app where I had Instagram just to see how much I just go there without thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then actually in June, when I was really feeling like I need to be a part of this conversation because I'm learning and all of these different things, I felt God just be like, man, are you not relying on me to teach you? Are you not relying on me um, to put you in the positions that you, that I want you in to be a part of this movement um, as a justice seeker? And that just convicted me because clearly I was making social media my God that like yeah. it, was, it was teaching me, it was putting me in the right positions. And I just felt him ask me, give me 24 hours each week. Um, and, and it was amazing because that very first one, I ended up in a conversation with someone like the, just the way that it like worked. God is so faithful that like, we will be obedient. Like, oh my gosh, it was so cool. And I haven't been perfect with that since. And it's been, and we're, we're in, only in August. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like those little, whether it's moving it, just like see where it is or to literally like taking 24 hours a week. I've also done, you know, more than that sometimes. Um, and then another challenge I have had with it is right now, um, because everyone's emotions are high and there are so many controversial topics and we are in an election year. And so it just, it feels like everything is two-sided. Um, and so there are some hard conversations, um, I've been in on social media and I don't like that, um, 
But I, I, like I said, I moved a year ago. And so most of my community is not in Chicago. Most of my community is in other places. And so the way that I can converse with them right now, because we're so close is via social media. Um, and so I've really struggled with, you know, do I respond to this thing and start a hard conversation or, Hey, this person just slid into my DMS and initiated a hard conversation. How do I continue? Um, and there is no formula other than like, I've had to pray and I've had to put down my phone. Cause again, I am a emotions person. And so not to just respond out of whatever, um, but to listen, which is also really hard and weird to listen to words through a screen and go, what is actually behind this? Um, what are they saying? Like, why are they saying what they're saying? And so again, I can do that so easily in person. Um, but in a DM thread, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's been like, so even with people that I've had multiple conversations with that are really close friends that just this has brought out, I don't want to say a different side of them because I think it's just enhancing the passions we all had within us Um, and recognizing that I have to talk to them a little bit differently, not because I'm like walking on eggshells or because I'm, you know, because they're being any way different, but just because I want to respect them, Mm -hmm. I want to care for them. You know, I want them to know, like, I'm not against you. I'm just trying to understand, but because of all of our beautiful, unique, different personalities, it's just a tricky road to walk. How do we do that? You know? And I think that's been like, you know, I know we talk about the Enneagram all the time, but it has been one of the biggest tools for me to understand why I'm getting the way that I am in these conversations and why someone else is getting the way that they are and then how to move forward in that. And man, it's been, I think, so healthy to recognize, you know, sometimes (laughs) we had to recognize it because we were hit in the face with it and we're like, that didn't work. (laughs) But I think that's been such a, an amazing part of this really hard (laughs) season in social media. Totally. Yeah. I really also just love what you said about God asking you, like, do you not trust me enough to teach you and to put you in the right place? Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel convicted by that because I think so many of us, especially in the Christian world are just looking for resources and we're looking for like, who's, who's a trustworthy author to read and what books should we read and what shouldn't we read and what should we not recommend and all of that. And so many conversations I've had recently are like, well, it's great to read outside resources. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. The most important one is the Bible, you know, and really just going back to that source and letting that steer you, you know? And I think that so often I justify reading other resources like, but I'm growing and I'm growing in my faith because it's all about faith. And (laughs) it's like, okay, but if the Bible's not first, then you're missing it, you know? Totally. But I think, you know, again, hi, I'm a four. So tension is in like, the Bible is number one. 
like number one, but I also have to come to scripture knowing that I'm coming with my lens. That is my experience, my upbringing, and the theology that has been taught to me. And so I'm reading, if I'm not careful, not only scripture, but I'm looking for people to follow on social media that are confirmation bias. And so that is where, like, as I am reading scripture right now, I'm going, I'm reading this, but I also then like taking it to social media and going, hey, I just read this. What do you guys think? Or I'm having those conversations in real life. Um, because I just feel like that's this other aspect that I'm seeing currently that is like, oh, only read your Bible. And I'm like, 100% read your Bible, but also have you been trained to read your Bible? And, and okay, I work with the next generation. It Mm -hmm. statistics show like millennials, us first, but Gen Z who I am leading right now are the most biblically illiterate generation. And so just opening up and reading your Bible, like, man, you're going to start reading black and white. Like I was reading, um, in judges today about Samson. And it's like, man, if you were just to read the story of Samson without (laughs) like actually knowing how to study it, you'd be like Mm -hmm. lost. Mm -hmm. But because I heard Chris Brown give this like insane leadership message out of that story one time, I now read Samson from an entirely different vantage point. And so it is reading scripture, but it's also now reading scripture with the voice of Chris Brown, who is like anointed. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, I know that that's kind of steering away from social media, but it's also very much tied in because it's going like, I, I also have become intentional, not just this summer, but um, in the past few years of going with what Christian voices am I following on social media um, that are different than me, are different than the voices that are physically around me that might give me a different vantage point to scripture because God is beyond our understanding. And yet mm-hmm. we, we start to make him so small because we only look at him from the people right beside us who have the exact same vantage point. So of course he's going to look the same. Yeah. Wow. You could just keep going if you want. (laughs) So good. So good. Yeah. Uh, Man, that's, there's a whole other conversation there probably, (laughs) but I love, I think even what you said, like it's almost a circle where you're reading the truth in scripture, Mm -hmm. but then you're, like you said, you have a, such a specific lens. So you are talking to other people hey, how do you read this? How can we understand this together? All of that. And then when you are on social media and seeing these things that other people are posting and saying, you got to come back to scripture and align that with what is the actual truth. So it's just this kind of cycle of just brushing things up against each other and, and it requires community, right? Like that's all about community. It's community. It's getting, it's, being aware that you need to continually get outside of just your community and what's easy, but it's also Holy Spirit dependence and going, if I were isolated, Holy Spirit could still diversify. Absolutely. You know, so. Which is a beautiful thing about social media. (laughs) And just that, like knowing that I may not be like, so many people have been like, man, I'm in such, such a Uh, for lack of better term, whitewashed community. And I don't know how to change that. You know, this is just where I live. 
<laughs> they and have social media. Exactly. Like now you can go and connect with people from all over the world and different perspectives and experiences. Yep. And that is just such a beautiful thing. So yeah, it's a great way to flip the script. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I, that has been something that I have, that's probably been my number one advice to people um, this summer has been, who are you following? And like, do they all look the same? Yeah. Like, are the accounts all the same? Are they all mommy bloggers? Are they all like relationship things? Are they all clothes? Like, what are you following? Diversify it. Not only yeah. by skin color, though, 100%. Like if you're following a whole bunch of travel bloggers and they're all white, there's some awesome black travel bloggers mm-hmm. out there. Um, and so, yeah, I just think that, and, and maybe this will go into like the whole addiction thing is, I've had to diversify and be very self-aware of the people that I follow and are they fitting in, are they filling this envy and unsatisfied and uncontent part of me that wants more because I'm like following these different people. Um, and I have multiple times gone in cold, like stop following, uh, different follow or different accounts. Um, and so like, there was a season where I, anyone that I did not know personally, like that I had not met personally, I didn't follow. Um, in probably the last year I have really swung the other way of going, I'm going to use social media for all that it's worth. And I'm going to follow people all over the United States, but also all over the world, um, to just get different points of view. Um, so yeah, I think, but again, you're in charge of who you follow. Totally. And that's like totally okay to change. I love that you kind of have gone in different seasons because people make such a big deal. They get these apps that tell them who unfollowed them and they go on these rampages about so many people unfollowed me. And it's like, maybe just because they need a break, you know, and they need to readjust how their social media looks. And we don't need to demonize people for that. This is a healthy thing. It's for your mental health. It's for your spiritual health. It's a really good balance and boundary. Yeah. Well, and you know, I will just, I'll, if you have that app that tells you who follows you and unfollows you delete it because it is contributing to your addiction and it is only hurting you, no one else. And so so that is the dark side of social media that it's like, cut it out. Like you are in charge of that. Um, and like, am I aware that like my number goes up and down sometimes? Yes. Am I also aware that a lot of that is bots? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just like, I don't know, but yeah, again, what's your value mm-hmm. and why are you on social media? Like what's your why? And yeah, that's it, great. Ugh. Yeah. I think, I think that's so, that's so good. I think there's, uh, I mean, I, I totally struggle with the fo- who's following, who likes this, blah, blah, blah. I don't typically look at who though. It's all about the numbers. Yeah. And I, when, when I start to think about that excessively, that's my warning sign. You know, if I'm going to check on a post and see how many likes it has, or totally admitting this, that like I go and delete a post because it doesn't have enough likes in the first five mm-hmm. minutes. And I know it's not going to break the algorithm. And so I just give up, you know, like that's totally a sign that I'm using it for the wrong things and I'm sharing things with the total wrong motive. So 
I think understanding your triggers and kind of those warning signals is really important too. Yeah. 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 And one other thing I'll add on to the, like who you follow is something that's just fascinated me. And this is actually maybe the first time I'm saying this like out loud to another person and potentially however many people are listening to this, <laughs> um, is I'm fascinated by this age that is all about pain to get rid of ads. And then we hop on social media and we literally get ads for free. Like we all follow all of these different bloggers and accounts and whatever. And it's like, you're paying for like Netflix, you're paying for HBO, you're paying for Disney, like you're paying for all of these things. So you don't have to watch commercials. And yet you hop on Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter, and you're literally just scrolling through ads. And it's like, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. That's super fascinating. You know what? I think about it and I'm like, but those ads are so custom to me. Oh yeah. and that's the tricky part they literally know like anytime I go to buy a baby shower gift for a friend all of a sudden people probably think I'm pregnant because (laughs) all my ads are baby things and gosh man but yeah that's that's really interesting I don't think I've thought about that (laughs) Mm -hmm. um okay so just to wrap this up what is something, what has been the most beneficial or rewarding aspect of social media for you, either personally or maybe in your job with ministry? Um, just like the best thing about it. Yeah. Again, I work with students and um, man, I look at Jesus as my example of like how to lead and how to serve. And he came to us. And so constantly with students, I'm going, how do I go to them? And I mean, specifically right now, that's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but even before COVID, it was like, man, I can go to them by hopping on social media and joining them there. And they're literally posting what they care about. So, you know, a teenage boy, especially because I'm a adult woman, we're, it's, it's kind of weird and hard for me to be like, so what do you care about? Yeah. All I have to do is like check out their social media and I can immediately know what they care about. And I can then start to either a start a conversation about it right then and there, or I can stay on social media and learn more about it. Like I have a student right now that is so into sneaker culture and I am not, but thanks to him being my student and me genuinely like learning from him, um, but also social media, like I now like know things about sneaker culture. I did not know six months ago. Um, and so I just, I love that it, it shows you what people care about. And it, um, I just, I always want to talk to people about what they're passionate about because man, people just come to life. Um, and that's my favorite. And social media is like your cheat sheet. Um, so I love that. And then for me personally, I love it because I'm overly, aware and care too much about what people think about me and, um, the image that I portray, that's my three wing, um, Mm -hmm. pretty strong. And, uh, and so I, I get tested all the time of just like, just post it, like, Oh yeah. Say the thing, do whatever. Like I posted something last night and I literally went into it thinking I'm only going to do this in one shot. And if I get weird, if it's whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to post this thought because this is a thought I want to put out there about heaven. Um, and you know, that was a test for me of like, 
how much do I care about myself or how much do I care to just spread the gospel? Um, and so that, that's just something that I really love about it is the way that you can spread the gospel. Um, the way that you can connect with other believers. Like I've connected with this youth pastor in London. Um, you know, we had a pretty short DM conversation, but we talked about alpha, which is this awesome course that people should take if they have questions about Christianity or faith. Um, and she'd gone through it before and like, it's out of England and she gave me some pointers and it's like, cool. Thanks. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like when would have you have ever had the opportunity to just connect with someone <laughs> across the world? I mean, yeah. Especially during COVID. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I feel the challenge sometimes where God's like, either just post it, don't think about it, or don't you dare post that. <laughs> and even if it's something fine, you know, like I think a lot of times we go into something like, well, this is a, this is a positive thing to say. But again, it goes back to that motive, you know, and like, if my motive is wrong, then God's, God just is so gracious and nudging me and being like, mm, I don't think you need to post that. So, yeah. yeah. And for me, and this will be my last thought, unless you have more questions, is <laughs> um, social media is the easiest litmus test for me to figure out whose kingdom am I trying to build? Wow. His or mine? Um, am I trying to get Andrea out there or am I trying to get Jesus out there? And exactly what you said, like, do or don't post this. Am I posting this because I want people to like it? Cause I think I look good or am I, or because I said something that like perfectly rhymed and was like quotable or am I posting it because it makes him famous and, mm -hmm. um, and and that has also been part of where I really struggle with social media is I honestly, I struggle on the side of, I don't post as much because I'm so terrified of building my own kingdom and not his. That's great. I mean, I think that's a great way to end this. Just when you go to post on social media or even who you're following, like, is it obvious that it's their kingdom or your kingdom or is it for God's? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yep. Well, thanks so much. This is so fun to have this conversation and- yep just excited. Um, if people want to find you on social media. Well, first of all, thank you. I just love this. Um, I love <laughs> social media because I love talking about controversial things, especially that <laughs> older generations don't understand about younger generations. Cause again, I'm a student person. Um, but yeah, I am on Instagram and Twitter though. I just go on Twitter to read things. Um, and Pinterest, which is social media and YouTube, but the one that I'm most active on is Instagram, Andrea L. Watson. So there it is, man. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that conversation and just because this is what this podcast is all about. Um, in case you didn't get to read my blog post about flipping the script on social media, here it is. I remember when I got my first phone, I was 12, a year before my parents had originally intended to get me one, but the Sprint employee gave my mom a deal that she couldn't refuse. It was a cool little black flip phone with a red rim. It was actually pretty high tech for the time, but nothing extra fancy. You could talk and text, and it did have a web browser, but it was never really worth using because of how slow it was. Plus, there wasn't anything I really wanted to do online at that time. Who knew then the kind of power we would hold in our very hands to make or break people, to create or destroy lives, to find or deny old and new friends? 
If you're on social media these days, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, etc., you probably understand some of the deep conversations of the constantly engaged, hide-behind-a-screen world that we now live in. In 2018, they found that people spend an average of three hours a day on social media or messaging. And in 2019, roughly 46% of the entire world's population is active on social media. That's 3.5 billion people. Why has this become such a phenomenon? Well, I'm no researcher in this area, but I think it's fairly easy to understand the craze. People need, desire, crave, seek out, and want connection more than anything else in life. Looking at where we are right now, we're facing the most disconnected time in our lives due to COVID-19 keeping us in quarantine, and it's causing serious mental and emotional problems in the lives of many, especially young people. Without knowing where to turn or what to do, we tend to lean on social media. Whether it's for a disconnect from reality or a way to connect with other humans, Social media has become a lifeline to some and a toxic trap for others. So how do we balance this? What's the good in a phenomenon that has been the root of some very serious issues like cyberbullying, evolution of online cults, sexual harassment, stalking, etc.? Especially with all the negativity right now, it seems so much easier to just shut it down and walk away. What good could possibly come from social media? Too many people are angry and mean anyway. Well, Let's flip the script. With all the negativity right now, social media could be the very place for you to shine some light where there is darkness and discover some beautiful truths in the raw, uncertain desert of the internet. For one thing, we are more connected than ever. That can be a blessing and a curse. In this time of COVID specifically though, I think we can all agree that being connected, even though it's virtual, has been a saving grace for our relational hearts. Even as an introvert, it has been so important to stay engaged with my community. And social media has become a place to do that and to have a healthy outlet to connect. We are given a chance to converse about important topics, conversations that might have never come up without the safety of a screen between us. This is tricky because the screen as a boundary can also cause a lot of danger and how rude we can be. But I've seen so many helpful conversations come out of this season because we're all a little bit more comfortable with putting our horse in the race. While I've also seen some of the most heated and damaging posts in my life during the last six months alone, there is hope. What we do with our platforms and how we use our social media accounts says a lot about who we are, how we're growing and learning, and if we're really ready for those tough, tough conversations. I'd rather people try to say how they feel online because it feels a little safer than risk the possibility of never getting in the game due to their fear of speaking their mind. It's messy, but it can be an inviting and fruitful kind of messy. Our resources are endless, so there are no excuses for limited access to educational materials and influential voices in our world. Whatever platform you find yourself on, there's sure to be a person or resource that you might not have had an opportunity to engage with before. Now, with a simple follow or like button, you gain connection to someone who will teach about legal matters, race, or any other number of things every time you scroll. Now, this has to come with a sincere warning because intense discernment is required here. If you're a believer, everything needs to be compared to scripture, and where it doesn't align, scripture wins every time. That being said, you also might want to get some healthy mentors or friends who can help you discern, but you shouldn't shy away from learning and growing and developing yourself. Social media gives great access to so many ways to enhance your self-development. Finally, I'll leave you with maybe more of a challenge. Whatever you feel like your social media is missing, be that. 
If you feel it's overly negative, exude extra positivity in what you post or comment. And remember that you have 100% control over who you decide to follow and fill your feed with. Don't feel bad about unfollowing those who are contributing to the negativity in your life. But maybe, just maybe, God has given you the eyes for negative thoughts on social media because he wants you to use your voice to speak truth and love and bring light to those spaces where people have nothing but hopelessness. You can be the voice of hope that people see on their feeds that changes their day and even their life. Wherever you're at with social media right now, there are just three things I think we all need to remember. One, boundaries are healthy, even crucial. Give your phone a bedtime if you need to. Turn off your notifications for one day every week. Let yourself withdraw regularly so it doesn't become a literal lifeline for you. Life happens outside of social media, so it's important we engage with reality around us. Two, you control the narrative. If it's too negative, go on an unfollowing spree. If you aren't sure how to say anything positive, but know you want to, find some inspiring people to follow and share what they say. And finally, three, your voice matters. Don't be afraid to speak up for what you know is right, but also be discerning and compare everything you want to say to scripture. Obviously, our world does not need more divisive comments on Facebook or Instagram, but what it does need is positive, wholesome truth that will lead people to unity. Even if what you have to say isn't received entirely positively, if it's in line with scripture, trust your instinct and don't give in because other people have their own opinions. I know social media can be frustrating, feel dangerous, and even pointless, but I strongly believe there is something so important about our role in the online world as believers who are vying for unity and peace. People will disagree with you and they may try to convince you that it's not worth it or you don't matter, but continually go back to scripture to discover the value of your voice given that the voice that spoke life into your very being and the creation of the world is the one who spoke life into you. Thanks for listening, friends, to this second episode in our Flip the Script series. I'm so so excited about what is ahead and more guests to come on the show. So I hope that it was encouraging to you and hope to see some great positive things out there on social media from you. As always, would love to have you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Rate this podcast if you liked it and share it with a friend. I hope you have a great week and have more opportunities to be fearlessly authentic.